0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 25th of October, 2023. And today we're going to be talking about what you've got to say and also a new Apple event. You're
1: listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your host Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey,
0: Sean Priest,
2: How are you today? I am great. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Do you
0: know what? I'm feeling good today. I'll tell you why. Because we have got late...
1: Breaking news.
0: Breaking news. Yes. Late, we, late, late breaking, breaking news. news. And uh, actually, it is late breaking news, actually. Uh, because we were talking the other day about the potential of an Apple event and it's going to happen it's <gasps> actually going to happen there is going to be an apple event it is called wait for it because you know it's going to be on halloween it's going to be on the 30th of october that isn't halloween though from my understanding i thought halloween was the day after anyway um, i have no idea it, it was going to be called scary fast
2: oh uh, oh i see what they've done oh hang I on wait wait no wait uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, wait, yeah. wait no this gives me a reason hang on
0: what for wait. life oh hang on Oh, hang on.
2: Scarily fast. Thank you. Oh, I've wanted to use that. Yeah, it was actually scary fast.
0: Scary fast, not scarily, but you you could do it Um, again if you want.
2: No, you've ruined it for me, good. Thank you. You've been waiting to
0: use that feature on your mixing console. It's the only purposeful (laughs) feature on that mixing console I've ever known.
2: (laughs) No reason to use it ever. Oh, that button. It was great. Um, (laughs) Scarily fast. Okay, so we know it's not iPhones. We're pretty sure it's not iPads. Nope. So. It's the Mac. I need. I need one
0: too. Oh, hey, you it's got The gone. Mac. I'll add it
2: Well, we did mention this earlier on, right? Um, the possibility of new Macs coming because we said how ridiculous it is for you to um, want the iMac as it is. How so? Dare you? Well, it's true. So, do we think this is just because it says "scare, scary, fast"? Thank you. It's going to be the new M three. Well, that would be my thought. I'm going to be
0: honest, right? I wouldn't have expected there to be an event for this. And, you know, it was interesting because I've uh, been following Mark Gurman over at uh, Bloomberg. Stalker. It doesn't follow me. I just want to put that out oh, there. Oh, does
2: he not? No, he doesn't. No. Oh, well.
0: Not interested in what us commoners think. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of with him on this. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would be warranting an event if we were, for example, going to get an M2 iMac which is not available at the moment you don't have an m2 Mac you have the m1 version uh, of the iMac at the moment so there is no m2 version of that so would they really put out an event just for that so it does suggest that there's something else there's also very low stock and low availability of MacBook Pros which often gives away the kind of product that's likely to come out so um yeah i think it might well be that we move straight to m3 and scary fast certainly does suggest that right that that really does suggest a fast processor we're talking you know
2: really fast proper fast big fast doesn't it seem that they're ripping through these generations of apple silicon really quickly it doesn't seem two minutes since we got the even the M1, I'm going to go Yeah. But it's funny because I'm sure it's longer than I think it is, but it just seems like so recently. Listen, I'm, I'm
0: 100% with you on this. I think they're moving almost too fast because there's a lot of people out there who are putting money into this for business and whatever else, and they just they must feel that like they're constantly being ripped off. Here we go again, another new processor. And, yeah, okay, yeah. granted, the processor power in, in these devices is so much that you're going to get, you know, five, even six, maybe even ten years out of an M1 base-level Mac Mini, right? It's going to last the test of time. Um, but it does feel a little bit like they're moving through this. And and maybe it's because they're just determined to get their processors right. Maybe they feel this desire. Obviously, they still have to make money. Um, that's a thing. Mm. They like making money. Do they? Um, yeah they do i know it's a shock i know it's surprising
2: <laughs> right that they would a company would do that would they would do that kind of thing uh but yeah they i would. think it's just it, it pushes more that feeling of let's hold back because something better is coming along in the not too distant future right that that problem that that feeling that we all have when we're about to buy an expensive bit of kit we always want to make sure okay is this going to be the you know i don't want to come back tomorrow or even next week and suddenly i'm out of date already i don't know i just get a feeling that hey you're ripping through these uh, apple silicon generations but i so, don't know there must be a reason behind it
0: new macbook pros uh potentially we don't know yet um it could just be an upgrade to the 13 inch i mean everyone's getting very excited about what this might be it is all rumor it's all conjecture at the minute uh so we've got no idea for certain what's coming uh but The rumour is an iMac. That is the big rumour that I'm hearing, is there's going to be a new iMac. And Chris got in touch to uh, share her thoughts on this. In particular, the thoughts about buying an iMac. Uh, Let's see who she agrees with, Sean. Whether she agrees with me about buying an iMac and whether it's a great idea or whether she agrees with you. Let's... Let's roll the dice.
3: Hi, guys. It's Chris, one of your biggest fans, and I have not yet finished listening to Tuesday's show, but I have to comment on a few things. I love the banter back and forth between you guys about whether the iMac is really the thing to get. I am totally in agreement with Sean. Absolutely, completely, Ah. unequivocally. How many ever adverbs I can use, I am agreeing with Sean on this one. You should call it a Mac monitor, really. It's just this big, hulky thing that you're going to have on your desk for what reason? It's not portable, and you have to plug stuff into it, you know, a keyboard if you want a trackpad, that kind of thing. So save your shekels, Stephen. Don't get one of these things. Mm
1: Hmm. I know
3: I like to spend money too, but don 't spend it on that okay okay great okay, all right. so now that we 've got that settled, um I wanted to comment on the mac versus p c thing. Do we really need this this versus that thing yes. i don 't think so. I think it 's fun to debate and that sort of thing, and I do like to think that I might throw my Windows computer out the window. Because it doesn't talk to me, Jaws hangs when it's updating and this kind of thing. And that never happens with my Mac. I can always turn voiceover off and on, no problem at all. I love the access to the voiceover, which really lets me know what's happening. So there you go. And I think really it comes down to the right tool for the job. You know, if you're in a corporate office somewhere, you're almost certainly using a PC. If someone's preparing for a home-based career, they can probably use a Mac. If you love to play in both sandboxes, get both. But I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think it's a preference, and I think it's the things that we like about each type of machine and each platform. Then I wanted to comment on reassigning the gestures on voiceover. I knew you could do this, And I may have played with this little part of the settings at one time, but I was really delighted to know that you can actually change these or reassign them. So I took the two-finger swipe left and made it the app switcher, and the two-finger swipe right and made it to go home. And you just have to confirm that you really want to change the gesture. And by the way, what is move in and move out? That's what those gestures were assigned to. Move in and out of Mm -hmm. what? I don't know. And finally, note takers versus displays. There's one of those this versus that things. I think that it's just also comes down again to what you're going to use it for and a lot of preference. I think it is unfortunate that these note takers, which really are run on these old Android platforms, really are a bit at a disadvantage. And so I don't tend to recommend them as an AT instructor. Um, I do think that the hybrid displays, which is what I would call them, they're note takers because they have note taking functions, but they also do other things like book reading and calculator and date and time and that sort of thing. If you're not in the U.S., you might not be able to take advantage of those things like BARD and Bookshare and all that. And so that may be a reason not to get, for instance, the Brilliant BI X series. But I absolutely love mine, and that's my favorite device. I've had these kind of devices for over 20 years, and I have had the expensive versions. But now with phones and computers and displays that you can attach, I think you can save a lot of money and not run a machine on an old version of Android. So those are my thoughts. Thanks for listening. Love the show always. Talk to you later. Bye for now. Uh
0: Thank you, Chris. Thank you,
2: Chris. Ah, she sided with me. Me. Oh, that feels so good. Thank you. I love Um, emails again. No, I don't
0: (laughs) don't like that point of view at all. Uh, No, I I get it. I do. And someone else got in touch and said, you know, it's not portable. Well, of course it's not portable. It's an iMac. You know, you don't put a computer like that in your desk and expect to stick it in a bag and take it with you. Although I do know people that have. I once sat oh, yes. on a plane <laughs> with someone who actually brought out a 24-inch iMac at the time, sat it on the little pull-down tray, got their keyboard and mouse. I mean, it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, but kind of funny. Uh, they just that,
2: wanted to get some that work That would be done. you, Stephen know. If I, if I could, I would. <laughs> we also know someone who takes their Mac Mini with them as yes. a laptop connected to a massive power break i think he only... did
0: do that and then i think he stopped doing that because he realized it was idiotic it was
2: ridiculous yes after we started making fun of him
0: we won't mention what, what, the name i no, i won't mention his name i will spare his blushes but i will say this i i think i introduced him to a brand new concept it's called a laptop
2: yeah i know who knew i know they actually <laughs> make news.
0: computers that are portable i know i'm sorry news. guys Breaking sorry news. to break it to you um, you don't have to buy an iMac and then stick it in a bag or a Mac <laughs> Mini and stick it in a bag. Although, again, that whole blind thing, right? There's maybe an argument that says, you know, that actually it is the best computer to take, right? But it's it's the, it's, the, it's not built to be
2: portable. That's the problem. It's actually a nice form factor. For it is, Mac though, Mini. it is, yeah there were so many things in that in chris's email there I've, I've forgotten them already can you can we go back i have no idea um uh,
0: we'll just play it again that's probably the easiest no, no, bit no. um <laughs> no look I, I know i know there's the whole versus conversation that you were oh, yes. concerned about and I, I get that i think it's important though for us to have a serious conversation about the the virtues of both because look people are making purchasing decisions i mean you're making a purchasing decision you know some people i mean look i'm in a fortunate position and, and maybe you are too chris that you can just say do you know what just have both And that's great. And if we're in that position, that's great. And of course, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I spend a lot of my time on the show talking about the refurbished models and how you can buy pre loved secondhand, whatever your choice of phrase or word relating to that is.
2: You know, I that one. Pre loved. Yep, so stop saying it. I
0: love pre loved. The first time I ever saw that was a Mac store. It was actually, and there was my favorite Mac store I used to go to, I think it's long gone, was called Second Bite. Which I thought was such a brilliant name. Oh,
2: BYTE. BYTE, oh, second clever. bite of the oh. apple,
0: right? Get it? So, yeah, very good. Um, Pre hated, more likely, pre-hated. as it's been traded in. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I think there's lots of options there, right? So that's good. And I think that obviously means you could maybe make your money go further. So, okay, fair enough. But hmm. ultimately, I do think you need to have a discussion about not, not necessarily what is best, because you're absolutely right, Chris. It's very much dependent on the individual. But there are reasons why some people may at home, for example, think, okay, well, why would I want a Mac over a PC? In the workplace, you don't get the choice. You get given what you're given and that's it, or you work with what you work with. But at home, you have a choice. And I think that it's good to understand the differences. What I'm realizing is that with the kind of work I do, and yeah, we're not maybe atypical, maybe we are, I don't know. But I feel that there are things I would be much more comfortable doing. Yes, can I do everything on my my Mac? Yes, I probably could. Um But to be comfortable, to do it accessibly, to do it in a timely fashion, I need to go between both. I mean, WhatsApp is great on the Mac, but it's nowhere near as good as it is on the PC. You know, I just fly through it. I love using WhatsApp on the PC.
2: Yeah.
0: Even more so than using it on my phone, and I enjoy using it there as well. But if I had a choice, I would take a Windows computer on a plane with me and just sit that, you know, get my big beige box and sit it there (laughs) and my 24-inch CRT monitor and my keyboard and mouse wired, obviously. Um,
2: it, it honestly doesn't matter though, right? <laughs> the plane wouldn't st- get off the ground. Stop it. It <laughs> because no matter which one you're you're using, it's going to frustrate you, and and um, and you're going to enjoy it and find things that work well. Yeah. On both, it doesn't matter which one. On the Mac, we've had that whole discussion and that article that was on Apple Viz not long ago about how that the person couldn't rec- uh, recommend the Mac anymore for blind people because, yeah. you know, the system is not responding in Safari. Yet there's other people that say they don't have that issue. So I, I, in the latest updates of Windows, I've got to wait a few minutes before my screen readers speak, and that's both NVIDIA and Narrator. For some reason, it seems to go to sleep. I don't know. I haven't got to the bottom of that yet. But I haven't seen anyone... And mentioning it anywhere else so it could just be a, a a me issue but um the point of it is that no os is perfect no matter which one. but there is something
0: different going on with windows at the minute you know there's a lot of change going on and there always is with windows it feels to me as if it's a forever changing landscape and you know with these new apps coming along like the new outlook being a web-based app or a web app essentially that changes how our functionality goes. So, you know, when I used to say to you, True. we used to talk about Outlook all the time. I'd be like, you know, I can get so much done. I remember it was the first thing I remember being excited about when I was using a screen reader. I had gotten through my emails probably quicker than I had ever gotten through them. And it was the first big achievement using a screen reader. And I think to myself, now, if I was to start using this as a web app, I don't know if I'd have gotten quite as far as fast. Um I mean, look, obviously a lot of work has to be done, a lot of research has to be done into this, but initial you know I think I got a bit scared off when I saw that you know and you know well I didn't actually log into it, I just switched to it and I could switch back, thank goodness. Yes. Um, I was initially like, oh, God, please. I,
2: I, again, I'm still not sure if this is just down to it's all new and scary when yeah, it comes possibly, down to yeah. learning it. Uh, I did see in a Facebook post that Freedom Scientific have a webinar about using not this Outlook, but rather the Gmail, the mm. new standard view, because the HTML view is going away. And there's, uh, it was quite positive in there, saying I can be just as fast and productive using this new way. But, of course, it's a new thing to learn. Well, that's
0: right, and there comes a point I think where I don't know about you, but I, I get to a stage where I feel once I'm comfortable with something, I don't really want it to change too much. I understand things change; I get that. I'm not against change, but I just think, you know, monumental change like that. Which and the problem is for for sighted users, it won't be monumental because you're hovering a mouse over everything, so yeah, it's not, exactly. it doesn't really make any difference to you. You probably don't feel the difference. But yeah. if you're keyboard only, and suddenly you have got to do maybe 10 keystrokes versus one or two then that's really going to impact on your productivity and also you've still got to relearn this whole thing at the same time you know so i just i worry Mm. about people who don't work the good thing is and this is important to say the good thing is that most offices they're not going to be upgrading to these things very quickly i remember when i used to work in an office it would take forever just to get the latest os never mind anything else so you know there's, there's a bit of time and that gives us time it gives the manufacturers of say jaws time the people behind mvda time to you know kind of figure things out and, and see where the, the land lies um but yeah interesting and and also your point about um the the, the braille note takers i think that's a bit of an ongoing discussion we're going to have here on the show because you know i'm starting to come around to this idea that the note taker might it may be the note taker that's actually coming to the end of its life the display itself i think is going to be the future I think it's yes. going to be what the device connects to that's going to be as important as the device itself rather than it being a standalone device. And, of course, we've had Adie Kushner on this show before from Access Mind, who is pretty much making that case. I mean, he's actually going a little bit further than that. He's saying, actually, if you want to have an all-in-one package, you need to have something that is up to standard, that is running the latest hardware, that is modular, that you can change you can adapt to new environments new hard drive new memory new processor and that's where the optima braille laptop came along that's where the idea from that came from yes so yeah which makes sense yeah i think i think we're starting to see this kind of new tier coming along of braille displays and what braille displays are braille display with a suitable device built in i think we're all getting a bit fed up perhaps of being made to feel like let's as blind people let's just spend lots of money and get subpar tech Yes. I think I'm getting a bit fed up with it. I, I agree. Should, I think we should all be a bit fed up with that, to be perfectly honest. Because um, it's not mention, good enough. It's not like we're paying I, nothing. We're paying lots of money for these devices. Yes. Way I'm more than anyone
2: else. Sometimes years out of date software, uh-huh. and sometimes hardware as well when it comes to processors and things. I yeah. uh, quickly just mentioned the uh, two-finger left and right. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, it's a great, yeah. great use to for that. And you're absolutely right. I forgot about that. They are pre-assigned to move in and move out. I don't know what that is. Now, I assumed it may have had something to do with interaction, you know, because you can set the navigation mode between flat and group. So I thought it may be like interacting in an, with an element. I, do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it's to do with the maps. It could, what well, zoom in zoom out. It could be. Oh, is, uh, is that different? I, no, well, <laughs> I, do I, don't know. Know. I don't know. That's the point. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is, but I reassigned it as well.
0: Sometimes you've got all these functions that exist in specialist tech, and you've got no idea what they are. And th- th- there's very little documentation that goes along with it.
2: Yes, I'm sure so. our fantastic listeners will know. Someone will know. Feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. Uh, listen,
0: one final point, because, of course, we're going to be covering the event next week, uh, the uh, Scary Fast Apple Scarily. event. Scarily Fast, uh, as it's been renamed. <laughs> um, the time is weird. This is unusual, right? So normally it would be sort of 10 a.m. Pacific. You would expect even 9 a.m. Pacific. And you'd get good morning from Tim. But... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was that was him saying good morning. <laughs> Could you do
3: that again? Good morning. That was morning. really good. It's
0: the ning. You've got to get the ning right. Good morning. You got, Mo- oh, oh. That was a bit more Southern. Um, so he's, t-
2: he's turned into a pirate.
0: <laughs> <so> carry on. <laughs> but you've got to get that. And then, um, so the... <laughs> So you're not going to get that because it's going to be in the evening, five p.m. Pacific, which oh is now hang on is that right yeah eight p.m. Eastern, which means one a.m. in the UK. Oh
2: wow, are we getting together listening good live? Good evening. Uh, that, that's very good. You're right. It's all in the ning. It's the ning. Everything's it's the, in ning the ning that counts. Yep. Yes. Um, God, we're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> are we getting together? Are we going to do that live at one a.m.? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we should stay up for the if show. I'm sat in this shed at 1 a.m. on my own, <laughs> waiting for you. I'll never forgive you.
0: <sighs> I think my power cut excuse might come out again. Um,
2: <laughs> Shh air
0: oh yeah that's right i keep forgetting about that but um so yeah i am excited about it but i'm also thinking goodness me I'll, i hope i'm i'll need to leave a low lie uh, on the monday morning to accommodate it but yeah so it'll be, be fine
2: cool I don't, yeah it's strange like, they don't usually vary the times no like
0: no not that late in the day that's kind of unusual I've, i don't think i've ever had an apple event that late in the day so I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's just going to be a, a quick run through of, a, of products or what. I, I don't know. It's hard to measure this one, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Um, I think what I'll say is if you are uh, looking to perhaps upgrade, and I might, um, then this is probably the time to gather all ye Apple buds and take them to your Apple store for trade in, because I would imagine the price of trade in will drop on some of these products. <laughs> Uh, that are currently available that's what happens right whenever a new product comes out the
2: previous versions the the values drop you're absolutely right i just like (laughs) you're the only person i know who's got a bundle of, of Apple products that you can gather up and take down to trade in. No one else is in that situation, Stephen Scott. That's only you. Oh, I'll take down the MacBook Air, the M2, and, uh, the MacBook Pro, and, uh, these seven iPhones.
0: <laughs> well, we shall see what uh, what happens. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the events. I always do like I always look forward to an Apple event. So yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you do. Okay, so I want to move on to some other things uh, because uh, lots of you have been getting in touch. Uh, Alan and Hereford, been in touch. Hi
4: Stephen, Sean and Laura. Hope you are all well and just getting in touch with you with some comments. My comments on the new Sense Player is that I do not think having to sideload apps into the Sense Player is a good move for those blind people who are not too experienced with tech and sideloading apps. The other item is that on the Sense Player it is using the eSpeak voice when you install any of the list of apps that are suggested for you on the Sense Player. Also, I do not understand why the Sense Player has got the Audible app, but the Victor Reader Stream 3 has had problems with the Audible app. My comments on the new Capsys phone is that you cannot turn TalkBack on by pressing the up and down volume keys. You have to press down the power button on the top of the phone and wait about two to three minutes before TalkBack comes on. I heard this on a podcast that I listened to. Also, I agree with Stephen's comments on the phone, that it needs to have more updated software. Upgrade with Android 14 the Google Tensor or the Snapdragon chip on the phone, 8GB of RAM, and designed on the Pixel 8 phone. If Capsys did all of the above upgrades, then I might buy the Capsys phone. I will be buying the new Pixel 8 phone when it comes out. I do not understand why specialist blind tech products come with an out-of-date Android version. All of these companies should update the products to Android 14, later on after October when Android 14 comes out. Android is coming out on the 4th of October, the same day the new Pixel 8 phones are being announced at the Google event. And just a few more comments for you. The demonstration of the Jaws kiosk was very good. Would you think that you could install the Jaws kiosk speech into the fitness machines in the gym and also have the Jaws kiosk speech installed onto the automatic checkout machines in supermarkets or install talkback or voiceover onto gym fitness machines? Also, I agree with Stephen's comments that all of the new Soundscape perhaps should be working together and maybe all of the different versions of Soundscape merge so that you, in the end, just have one version of Soundscape. My last comment is that Google Lookout app has a new layout and has the new Imaging AI app now on the Lookout app. Blind Android users' podcast did a good demonstration on how to use the new Lookout Imaging AI app, as in beta version at the moment, and where it differs from Be My AI app is that all of the imaging is done on the phone. That is all for now, and sorry for the long email. I will try to send you a shorter email next time. Keep up (laughs) all of the good work and carrying on with talking about tech. All the best. Alan. From Hereford,
0: Alan in Hereford. Thank you so much for that uh, that email. Um, yeah, where to start? Honestly, there's there's so much in there, but uh, maybe I'll just let you pick out your your bits, Sean, because there's a lot in that.
2: Uh, there is, of course, Hereford. Hooray for Hereford! Spent a lot of time in the Crystal <laughs> Rooms there in my uh, earlier years. Thank you. I love Hereford. Um, I, I, honestly, you know the caps phone. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. A couple of minutes to turn on talkback. Is that true? Well, when I got the Capsus phone, as soon as I
0: switched it on, back came on. So it didn't give me the impression it was waiting for
2: anything. So I, I, and I've never turned it off. So- oh, right. Okay, so by default, well, I say by default, it's always a little bit dangerous to say on mm. Android phones. Um, but usually you can hold down the volume up and volume down buttons for, say, three seconds five seconds and that will turn off or turn on talkback much like you know triple clicking the side button on an iphone um so that's usually the the standard behavior sometimes that's not on by default and you need to go into accessibility and turn that functionality on Um, but it's just i mean okay using the power button doesn't really bother me at all but it's just the the two to three minutes for it to turn on or off is absolutely outrageous um so yeah i'm not sure what all that is about but going back and this goes back to our previous email from chris as well you know the 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 way we feel about paying that kind of money for hardware and software which feels out of date you know as we get it it already feels like we're way behind the mainstream. And I, honestly, I don't know the reason for that. What I kind of do, of course, there's a lot of uh, software that's coding that's going on behind the scenes to make sure we've got those extra functionality specifically designed for us as visually impaired people in there. And obviously that, that's based on whatever Android version they were doing at the time. But even so, to change that and make that compatible with the latest version could, could of Android, it, no, does it got, take that much time?
0: got to start thinking bigger, guys. That's the whole thing. Stop thinking about just selling this to us blind people. Sell it to everybody. There's loads of people out there who I think would benefit from this. Loads of older people, loads of elderly people, loads of young people, loads of kids who might prefer having buttons as opposed to you know a touch screen maybe easier for them. There's a ton of disabled people out there who might benefit from it. But this is a huge market, and I think that's the mistake that's made. It's like, oh, here's a phone for blind people. Why would you sell it like that? Then you're immediately making your market really small, which then means you can only produce so many of them, which means that your costs are always significantly higher than anything else. Make this product as widespread as possible, as, you know, as much as possible. We know not everyone will buy one. But if you can double or triple the number that can, it means you can create a higher spec product and sell it for less cost overall. It might marry up to the same price as a new Pixel eight or whatever or whatever. That's fine. Yes. I don't mind pay I don't mind paying equivalent money for the same product that's accessible to me
2: in a different way. I'm okay well, with we, that. We've talked about that just the naming. Style as well, haven't we? Blind shell, smart yeah. vision. It is, it's like, it's okay. either it's either so
0: expensive because they're trying to get all the latest features into it, or they're trying to make it so cheap so it's left lacking. There never seems yeah, to be a middle ground with these companies. It's like if you make it on a par with what's currently available, like take smartphones, then mm-hmm. I don't think someone's going to mind paying the same amount of money for a similar device to say a Google Pixel, but it's a it's maybe you know it's a Google Pixel that's got a a, a keyboard in it. You know that would be fine for me
2: yeah i suppose the argument could be made about the actual development team on the side of the manufacturer how big is the actual team of people responsible for making the software work um you know yeah, but,
0: that's, it? but that's that's a, that's a separate cost the cost of the product will be defined by how many people are likely to buy it you know if the yeah, more true. people buy a product the price comes down right so but again, it's not about bringing the price down to zero. It's about bringing the price down to a level that's on a par with equivalent hardware out there. If you said, for example, okay, so we're going to make this product and it's going to marry up to, you know, a base level Motorola Android phone. So we're talking maybe three, four hundred dollars, right? That is what you know. If you were to buy an equivalent Motorola smartphone of with the same specifications this is how much you would pay. So that is what you'll pay for this. I don't think I could argue with that. And if you applied that approach to every other device out there, that would be fine. I think that's okay. Because then I'm I, buying like for like, I'm just buying it in my
2: mold, the one a case of trying to hit the same price match, if you will, as mainstream, because uh, uh, if it's a slightly more expensive, I think that's okay. Again, smaller market. But But not if you sell it to more people. That's my point. It's still still a smaller market than the mainstream Pixel 8 or... uh, How many disabled people are there in the world? How many elderly people are out there? How many kids are there? That's that's a lot of
0: people. That's millions. I I agree. Millions.
2: I I agree, but not
0: everyone is going to buy it. Do you know what? I'll tell you this. They're not going to buy it if they don't know it exists. The point
2: is... Point is how many is people the-
0: have you spoken I bet how many people have you spoken to in your life who've thought <laughs> yes. to themselves, You know what you know my grand she could really do with a product like that I, I, every time I've showed that capsus to someone every single time I could market it for you guys I, I every time I hold that phone up with both people, they go, God, my nan would love that." But yeah, I, oh, but it's only for blind people. Oh well, that's my that,
2: dad right? would love something like that. He's mm-hmm. forever, I'm forever go. whistling down the phone. You haven't hung up the phone. I got all the shame. So yeah, I, know, I totally get that. Absolutely. And um, but look, if it was a little bit more than the mainstream because of those extra research, because of the extra software coding that needs to go into it, that's I don't mind that too much as long as it's not you know totally out of whack. Um, but for me, if you're paying the same price and getting years out of date hardware and software, that's where the problem lies. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Call the Double Tappers now. one 803
0: 4567 Or email us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Yeah, I thought we'd better take a break there because, you know, he'll be on the it's phone. The- He's not awake, he's fine. That's true, yeah, that's right. I I think that bottle of whiskey's still got halfway to go, so we'll be fine. Uh, Listen, uh, Douglas has been in touch with us. (laughs) I can't wait for the next meeting. Douglas Douglas, uh, has been in touch from Hadley.
4: Hi, Stephen. I wanted to reach out and thank you for mentioning Hadley on the most recent Double Tap episode. I really do appreciate it so much. We now have almost 500 workshops that teach a wide range of topics and, as you mentioned, are absolutely free of charge. I do want to mention that our web address has changed to hadleyhelps.org. As for now, the hadley.edu still works, but best to go ahead and transition over to using hadleyhelps.org. I also want to mention Hadley's new workshop series called Adjusting to Vision Loss. My favourite workshop in that series is called Asking for Help and Turning It Down Too. Adjustment can be a tricky topic to approach and we are extremely proud of our new series. I listen to you and Sean each and every day and love the approach you have to discussing sensitive issues, as well as the occasional mention of technology. (laughs) Keep up the fabulous work and thanks again for the shout out. Take care, Douglas.
0: So hadleyhelps.org. Okay, I will take a note of that. Uh, Hadley.edu still works for the meantime, though. Okay, good to know. Thank you for that, Douglas, and thank you for uh, getting in touch. Um, Eleanor got in touch with us regarding my question about who is out there using the Google Nest still.
1: Hi guys, it's Eleanor. You won't be surprised to hear at the time responding to the question, does anyone still use the Google Smart Speaker? Eleanor does. The answer is yes. And being a dinosaur, I'm still using the original Google Home. Sean, I'm not at all surprised that Sarah prefers Lady G. Her speech is far more natural. In fact, she makes Lady A sound quite robotic and she's far more intuitive when you hold a conversation with her. Hopefully, they will integrate her with Bart. She's also far better at giving you information. You never hear her saying, I don't know that one. Although, she sometimes asks, you to rephrase a question i also use this for some of my podcasts and i use youtube music when i can't get songs on amazon music for example for choir pieces that i have to practice for me both best bye
2: both is best yeah there you go See no verses in uh, eleanor's life it's oh, well done. Google and oh. Lady A. That was good. Great call back there, Stephen. Well you. done, you. Um, yeah, I've got three smart speaker ecosystems in one room. I've got the Google Nest, I've got the HomePods, and of course, my favourite, Lady A. Um, Do you have a sore so, bottom? Uh, okay. Uh, slightly off topic, uh, but no. Just sitting on the fence, as you are. Oh, very good. No, no, no. Pick one. Pick one. No, I did (laughs) did state that Lady A was my favourite. So, you know, HomePod's amazing for listening to music. Absolutely fantastic. But do not support BBC radio streams, which is what I like to listen to. Google is great for controlling my um, thermostat. And as Eleanor said, it's absolutely great for asking questions. It is better than all of the others. But Lady A is just so versatile, controls all of my smart uh, other smart home devices, and great for routines. So, um, yeah, it is tricky. Uh, now, did you tell me that YouTube music you can now get on HomePod? Yeah, that's right. I read that that YouTube Music. So if you subscribe to that, you can now use your HomePods to listen to that. Now I don't know if that's globally available or it's just specific a specific country. But being Apple, I'm hoping that's a global thing. So yes, you don't you're not just limited to Apple Music anymore. You can now listen to YouTube Music as well.
0: So for all our Peruvian listeners, they can uh, they can now get YouTube of course. Music.
2: Yes, absolutely
0: true. You heard it here first.
2: You know I don't know the hello in Peruvian, so you've thrown me there. I'll just say, ni Yeah, that's not right.
0: Um, um, but if you do like to listen to the Peruvian fufu music, which is my favourite, uh, right. then you, that's, that's absolutely not what it's called, but uh, that, someone told me that they listen to Peruvian fufu music. I don't know if that I was an insult or... So, I'm so
2: nervous. right? I have now. no idea.
0: Well, you know, we'll find out.
2: Let's, let's I just on. want to know if Very anyone in Peru is listening. This
0: is why I want to figure this out. <sighs>
2: Hola. It's a beautiful country, by the way. Bonjour. It's, that's France. T'inichiwa.
0: That's, uh, yeah, uh moving Japanese. on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not good with geography or anything else. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to Gary, who thinks I'm Buddha. Um, okay.
4: Hi, Stephen. I appreciated your discussion about criticism and opinion. Sometimes it's hard for people to differentiate between I think and you should. Even so, I think you do a good job of being careful to make the distinction when you share your thoughts and opinions. You may appreciate this. Buddha's advice, believe nothing no matter where you read it or who said it, even if I have said it, unless it agrees with your own reason and your own common sense. I thought you might like knowing that you are in rather distinguished company. (laughs) Gary Crow.
0: Yeah. It's not the first time I've been called Buddha. Um. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that, reasons. but
2: yes, absolutely. <laughs> the similarities have been commented on. I like to
0: uh, sit with my legs crossed. There you go. <laughs>
2: we'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it um, at that. No, I agree, Stephen. I, I think you are, although sometimes very passionate, you're very, always very open for the discussion. So well, there's nice this, this I agree.
0: comes out of recent discussions we've been having on the show. And I think sometimes what happens in the course of these discussions is, because, look, I am very clear on this, or I hope I'm clear on this, that, you know, when I am talking about specific issues, I'm talk- this whole show is based on Sean and I's opinion, right? We're not out here to sell you anything. We're not out here to tell you what's best. And I think some people, they want that. They want to be told, okay, this is what you should go for. This is what you should buy. This is what it is. And I'm just not really for that because i how am I in any way qualified to know what you as an individual need or want? So I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to put forward my opinions. And, and when it comes to issues and whatever else, we absolutely should be able to disagree. And I think that's the thing that is, is sadly lacking in our world. But I think here on Double Tap, we actually have managed to create a little space where people can disagree, can come forward with an opposing view, and that is fine. I welcome it. I genuinely welcome it, because we can't all think the same. And God, can you imagine a world if we did? I mean, it seems as if we're heading that way right now, and it just sounds like a horrible place for me. I don't mm-hmm. want to live in a world where everyone agrees. I want people to have disagreements. But what we should always do is we should end by shaking hands and never speaking. No, uh, and then uh, <laughs> being I don't friends. Agree with shaking forever.
2: hands. I hate the shaking hands when you can't see. Out, hilarious. trying to find a hand it's terrible back slapping so, of hands awkward.
0: is the best thing ever isn't it it's that slap <laughs> of the back of the hand i did that once with someone and they actually thought i was trying to do the fist bump and that
2: it just got even worse they were just punching that's, each other you're so you're so down with the youth oh being yeah. your special handshake yeah i uh, yeah that's this is not not something <sighs> i'm very good at
0: um hugging that's the answer to everything
2: that's true I don't mind a hug.
0: I like a hug. I, do you know what? This is one thing. I've always done this, right? It's funny. I, was, I, was, I remember years ago, I was at this thing. I won't say where, but it was at an event, and it was to do with training. And it was it was like social interaction training or something. I was like, what is this? Nonsense. You know, of course, my usual uh, open-minded approach to anything I go to. Well done, what you. Is this, Both Garbage? garbage. Uh, so i went in <laughs> completely open mind and uh they were telling you you know when you uh want to hug some, if you wanted to hug someone you should you should ask first you should seek consent and i'm like yeah mm. don't don't you do that already i mean who doesn't do that do you just, honestly do i walk up to a woman and just hug her randomly no you say are, are, are you a hugger mm. when i was so when are i was at ces oh uh, yeah well i mean that's it so I, when i was at ces in uh in amsterdam Lovely Valerie, who was uh, with me the whole time. At the end of, it, I said, "Look, thank you so much for everything." I says, "Are you a hugger?" She said, "Yes." Can I give you a hug? She said, "Yes." And I gave her a big hug, and it was lovely. Oh, I agree. No, that, you know what? But, but I, that I, seems to be like a. Thi- it's almost like I should get a round of applause for. I'm not going to press the button. I I, I feel like don't. people think I should <laughs> get a round of applause for that, and I'm like, why would you think that? Is that not just decent behaviour?
2: Why is this yeah, a surprise of course, to if people? It's, if it's not, you know, a friend of yours, then absolutely, you're right. I even asked now, is it okay if I? hold your shoulder when someone's guiding me. Yeah. I ask that all the time now. I don't think I used to before, but um, it is something, is it okay if I hold your shoulder? Did
0: I ever tell you the one about the, the, the train uh, assistant person? She was a lovely lady, young, I, I, I'm going to guess late 20s, early 30s. Um, She was from Poland, and my grandfather came from Poland, so we had an instant chat about, oh, Poland, Poland, Poland. So we chatted about that. And... Um, <laughs> I, I was just, we're chatting away and she's walking me towards the, the platform to where the train is. But The train's not come in. The train hasn't arrived yet. So we're just waiting. And she takes my right hand and she puts it. So okay. kind of, if you imagine the back of my hand is now going into the uh, pocket at the back of her trousers. Uh, uh, like, okay, I'm being, not- like I'm being, like I'm being, like I'm being attached like, like a dog with like, a leash. Like a
2: handkerchief you just shoved <laughs> in the back pocket. That, so, that I don't, sound... so that
0: I don't move. That was the whole <laughs> thing. Wait here, was what she said. And then she puts my hand. And so immediately <laughs> I pull my hand up because I realise what she's doing. And I'm like, you know we shouldn't... That's not how this works. <laughs> Please don't. Yes. And, and she's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I said, it, it's not okay. I said, it's, it's okay. It's not okay on so many levels. The main one being if my wife was here... I'd be in front of the train that was coming in because she'd throw me in front of it. Um, but that's, I said, okay, let me, let me put it this way to you. I'm going to turn my hand round. So my palm is now facing
1: you. Okay. And yes, I'm going yes. to put
0: my hand there. Is that okay? And she said, no. And I went, right, what's the difference? <laughs> Why is it okay that way? Not okay that way. I said, you see my point? Not a good idea. It and I think there's, there's so much inappropriate connection between us and the public and it happens all the time and sometimes it's people don't even look at it that way you know especially when you're reaching out to get something you accidentally touch oh goodness me what was that you know <laughs> lots of that goes on i do that all the time and yeah, if someone says and, and you know the worst one is when someone says can i help you and like today for example i was somewhere and the the, the lady came she came over to me and she says can i uh, assist you and she took my hand and she of pulled me by the hand and i'm like trying to get to her elbow because I'm like, this isn't yes, going to work. Yes, you can't yes. walk me like that. We're not going down the aisle together. Yeah, you know, we're trying <laughs> to. No. T-
2: and it's all Let's these little way kind of- together.
0: And I don't, I'm just not, as, as a guy, and maybe some guys are different. I just, I'm not very comfortable around that. I feel very cautious of what I'm doing. Be- not, not because I'm, I'm not overly sensitive about it. But you know, I was brought up by two women, my mother and my grandmother, who you know beat it into me. in Some cases. Uh, to, you know, please, you know, respect and honour women, right? So I never really had it in any mind at all towards kind of, you know, the, the, you know you always ask, you always be pleasant, you always be nice. And if someone's offering you assistance like this, and I think it is awkward for a guy because he doesn't really know what's okay. And in this world, you know, anything can be
2: misconstrued. Well, as long as you ask, like I said, as long as you ask now, I think, you know, you're making everything clear, because uh, a lot of people do just ask oh you know do you want to grab on and i'll that's that's the term i hear all the time yeah, yeah, grab yeah. on and i'll take you through so, uh, oh okay but I, i'm not i don't really i don't feel comfortable holding people's elbows um just because it doesn't physically doesn't feel very comfortable to me i'd much prefer to hold onto someone's shoulder
0: yeah yeah yeah, um, Getting like but, that, yeah.
2: yeah so but either way i always say is it okay if you know is it such manners? Well, I don't think it, it, is it's just, it just feels. And I hear so many times that you know the other way around, where people grab us. But mm. if you're a, a, a totally blind woman out and about, I I, I just think that must be so or scary totally different. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah,
0: it doesn't bear thinking about. Sometimes for me, with with my wife when she's out and about, and I think goodness, you know, you just,
2: yeah. yeah, we know
0: yeah and and you you're, it's constantly in your mind, but you also kind of think you're right you know it, it's tot- it's totally different for women, totally different yes yeah you know if some if a woman grabs us i'm I'm not bothered by that. It's like whatever, okay, fine, it doesn't bother me at all It feels I, like
2: we're in dangerous territory here, but why is it different but I, I, mean, no, I don't think it is I, I think, I feel it, feel I think it is it's I feel that's
0: genuinely true. I think it's if a yes. woman was grabbed in the same way that some women have grabbed me and men have grabbed me in the past yes. to assist. I, I think I, there'd I be agree. questions.
2: Yeah. Um, <sighs> that's... Okay. How did we get on to that? I don't know. It's a tech show, honestly. I, I honestly can't remember well, how that conversation started. Uh, Gronja disagrees.
4: Hi, Sean. Apologies for sending a non-tech query. I love listening to Double Tap every day and get great use out of all the tech info you share. However, it was the mention of Sarah taking up knitting a few weeks ago and, more recently, Crochet, that I decided I needed to contact you. I absolutely love knitting. I hadn't done it for years, but now I find it so relaxing. I love to see my project grow. I think it is the texture that I really like. I really want to learn to crochet. I've been searching for a good tutorial to teach me how to do it. If Sarah knows of one or has any good tips, I would be very grateful if she would share them. I don't mind if you want to pass on my email to Sarah if she wants to contact me directly. Thanks for all you and Stephen do for our community. Regards, Gráinne.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, Sarah hasn't really picked up crocheting as of yet. She's still loving the knitting. Exactly as you say, she just finds it really relaxing. I don't. It's absolutely terrifying. uh, She came running in with a hat for me yesterday with a bobble on the top. Luckily, it was too small. Um, I won't tell you about the underpants she made for me, which had no leg holes in them. But either way... (laughs) She came running in and said, look what I've made. Now, the only reason she said she decided uh, they were underpants was because they were triangle-shaped. I said, you know, <laughs> there's no leg holes or even a waistband on these. You, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Anyway, that was a Piss scissors, cut some holes, <laughs> job done. Yeah, in me. Um <laughs> She's loving it. Anyway, I will send over. Lena and Mary, thank you so much, did send me some links over for some resources, so I will pass the links on to you uh, as soon as I get your email. Double Knot. Is that
0: going to be our new title?
2: Oh, oh, that's very good. Oh, well done, you. I was trying to think of something. uh, I know, cast off, cast on, um, knit one, tog. Yeah, I don't know it yet.
0: Yeah. Double stitch, well, double knot. We
2: need, we need to take up knitting, Stephen. Apparently, it's very
0: relaxing. Do you think people knit while they're listening to us? Do you think there's someone knitting right now? Do you think you, are you knitting? Yes, Sarah, Are you knitting? Sarah, yeah. said <laughs> <laughs> doesn't listen to us, does
2: she?
0: <laughs> Oh, no, that's a good point. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Liz got in touch uh, regarding the subject of blindness.
4: Hi, Sean and Stephen. Your discussion of blindness, whether you accept it or want your sight back, has provoked this email. You have put me in a contemplative frame of mind around the topic. Here's my take. I've always been blind. I know nothing different. If, at my age, sight were to become a viable option, I wouldn't take it. Blindness is all I know, and the trauma to my psyche would be enormous. I would also not have gone through positive experiences. People I've met, jobs I've liked, guide dogs who have loved me so unconditionally, they've taught me how to love deeper and stronger. You two knuckleheads wouldn't even be a blip on my life's radar. (laughs) If, on the other hand, I had been born sighted, if what went wrong hadn't, this email wouldn't have been written. I have the utmost admiration and respect for those blind people whom I've met and taught, who have gone through the process or balked against vision loss. I really don't know if I would adjust as well as some of them have. I think there's value in perspective. Everyone, without exception, has challenges. It's in the response to them that we find our mettle and our weaknesses too. Blindness is part of who I am, and I'm learning to like myself in spite of and because of it. Thank you for the things you talk about and all the laughter you bring to me and others every day. I think you are kind people who really want to share yourselves with others. Liz.
0: Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for that. That
2: that, that was a very nice and yeah, very thoughtful email you know i was i was stood there and i was just washing up the other day (laughs) it's just so strange i was just washing up doing nothing the radio was on and all of a sudden it just hit me i'm I'm, I'm blind because (sighs) i could i don't know why and just for that split second it just suddenly wow i'm blind i couldn't see anything um and that's weird to say, right? Because I've lost my usable vision over two, th- what, three years ago, something like that. And yet it's still, every now and again, still, it still still hits me. Um, it's, it's. I don't know if you ever truly accept it, if you've had sight before. I don't, honestly don't know. Everyone is different. Yeah. But I feel happy. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not currently, um, or constantly, I should say, um, wishing back the years. But, um i I feel okay with it it's just every now and again it will still hit me wow i can't see anything i think it's
0: the strange it's almost like the level or the amount of time that frustration exists between remembering or not remembering but but realizing that you can't do the thing that way you did before and then actually doing it the new way i think that time gets shorter
2: yeah yeah, do you know what true. I mean? It's like you, yeah. you kind
0: of go that. Oh, oh, hang on. Actually, if I do this, and then it works. I do that with the computer all the time. It's like, oh, yes. I, I just wish I could because it's like so when you're buying things on Amazon, you want to be able to see the product you're buying. You want to be sure because the amount of times I've bought tiny, teeny oh, toothpastes, exactly
2: the same. I know I've done of that.
0: Fruit, what, fruit juice and it's like, <laughs> what, what is this? You know, or, or a packet or something you think <laughs> is a pack of six and it's like one, and you go, oh, God. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I want to bring in this email from Ruth because this is uh, kind of a nice follow-on actually from Liz's email. And uh, this is actually really nice. Uh, This is an email from Ruth.
4: Hi, I just wanted to get in touch to say thank you for an amazing podcast. My husband started to lose his sight in 2017 and is now registered as severely sight impaired. It was a shock to both of us and I saw a part of my husband disappear almost overnight. He always loved his tech but felt he was no longer connected to the tech world discovered your podcast a few months ago and i can see the lost part of him coming back listening to your podcast has seen his confidence grow and he is discovering apps and tech through your podcast he is back to his happy world of tech he's 40 on the 14th of november and i wondered if you could give a shout out to craig as it would make his day thank you for everything ruth in essex uk happy 40th birthday craig i hope you have a wonderful day from everyone at double tap
0: yeah, thank you, Laura. And uh, we all echo that here on the show. Happy birthday wow. when it comes.
2: I mean, two amazing emails to finish there. That was absolutely amazing. It's not the 14th of November, though. I feel we should have kept that back, Stephen.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, if I had any kind of you know sense in what control. I was doing and yeah. control over my <laughs> abilities, then
2: uh, maybe I would have done. But thank you, Ruth. And hello, Craig. Thank you for listening. And yeah, the happy world of tech. I love that. I don't
0: really know. I, I, I was kinda of wondering if you could do me a favor. Could you perhaps, uh, Craig, give us a list of what tech we've talked about that you've got anything out of? Because I am <laughs> struggling here. I'm trying to think. We must have t- talked about it at some point, but it doesn't yes. feel like we've talked about tech for a while. Uh no. but anyway, yes, happy birthday to you.
2: Happy birthday you. To, this is for to you, you. Mm-hmm. on the fourteenth of November. Oh no, hang on.
3: With uh, the monkeys. Hang on.
2: Tigers, oh, dear. sorry craig wrong button. They look just like
0: you. well uh, happy birthday
2: anyway alright happy, happy birthday 40th. when it comes oh, happy
0: birthday
2: sprightly young man <sighs> we do try <laughs> <laughs>
0: um listen that's almost it for today uh but uh coming up tomorrow we're going to do more emails i also got a great email in uh, voicemail actually i should say from negative julian who is uh you'll want to settle in for this one because he's bought himself a new computer well i say new because oh. back to this point i was making earlier about refurbished computers he got himself a uh, newly refurbished is that a thing uh newly refurbished computer and uh, he's going to share the details with us on tomorrow's show which i think is quite interesting because again it goes back to this point about you know if you want to go out and buy something new i mentioned a while back i think it was an hp i think it was um i saw on amazon and it was refurbished clearly and the spec on this thing was really good and it had a dvd drive which you know I like to rip my CDs. I know <laughs> you rit- find...
2: Stop laughing. It's <laughs> not funny. No, no. no, we were talking about this the other day. I've still got a stack full, a cupboard full of DVDs, not one DVD player in my house. I know. It's ridiculous. Yes. I have a loft
0: full of DVDs. I did buy a DVD player, and it's managed to get out of the box and sit underneath the TV. Well done. Um, but all the cables are still like tied up, and the remote control's still not got the batteries in it. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just a lead and a scarf I actually had to check that because I thought surely to God it's not going to have a scarf connection on the back of it thankfully it didn't Um, but yeah loads of interesting stuff like that so we're going to get into that on the show tomorrow Uh, so yeah tell us your setups tell us the kit that you are using tell us about the stuff that you have got the older stuff that you're holding on to that you use because I think this is always interesting to me the tech we hold on to I know I've got a lot of stuff from the past but I don't know. There's a lot of kit out there, you know, and I think refurbished is an interesting area. I just saw from the new RNIB product guide that came out here in the UK, they are now selling refurbished talking book players, and I think this is a market oh. RNIB and others should actually get into. Because there's a lot of stuff we might hold on to we don't use anymore, but we don't want to get rid of it.
2: Right? No, we don't want to just throw it away. Throw it away. It does yeah, it seems like a waste. Other people can make use of it. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Why don't why don't we send it to, you know, R and or somewhere
0: else and say, Right, you know, send in your, your stuff and we'll sell it off and there you go, know, it's like donation to charity. That yep, could work. Absolutely. Anyway, your thoughts? Feedback at double tap on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven Sean Priest, Catch you tomorrow. Thank you.
2: Bye bye.